Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Tony D Podcast. Thanks for subscribing, following along on Twitter at Tony D Indy. And as always, I greatly appreciate you tuning in. Each week we're here. It's um, some people have been calling it, uh, what is it, August, August, May, August, whatever you want to call it. It's time for the 104th running of the Indianapolis 500 out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway without fans, but we've got plenty to dive into with that. We're going to have Marcus Erickson and Felix Rosenquist from Chip Ganassi Racing joining us. We're going to dive into uh, what to expect over the next couple of days out at the track, weather could be a factor, um, and what these two Swedish sophomore drivers um, have learned from last year that they will take into this year's running of the 104th Indianapolis 500. Uh, we're going to have plenty of things to talk about on the back end as well, uh, what to expect practice-wise, uh, how I guess you get a credential at IMS if you're in the media. That'll be a funny story you'll want to tune in for. Um, but as always, I think flooring is forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. If you're looking for high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty, 100% kid-proof, waterproof, and pet-proof core tech, flooring is the way to go. Beautiful options from wood to tile looks. Built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of insulation. Easy to clean and won't stain. Get a hold of Harley today. 317-755-1246. Flooringisforever.com. All right, joining us now, uh, we we got double team action. I love it from Chip Ganassi Racing. Felix Rosenquist, Marcus Erickson, joining me here on the Tony D Podcast. Brought to you by Flooring is Forever, guys. Uh, here we are. It's the month of August. We're getting ready to dive into it. Marcus, let's start with you. A new team. You found some consistency this year. Five out of the six races, you've you've been in the top ten. Um, just talk about gelling with this Husky Chocolate number eight team so far. Yeah, it's it's been great to be honest. Uh, you know, it's it's my second year, so I've uh, I feel like I've learned a lot from that first year, which was a very steep learning curve. And uh, you know, getting the chance to join a team like Chip Ganassi Racing is uh, is is definitely a big chance. You know, so it's uh, it's it's been really really good. Uh, I think like uh, my progress has been really good as well. Like you say, I have five out of the six races in the top ten. And uh, that's been super, super good because consistency was something I missed last year. So mm-hmm. now I'm looking for the, the, the big result as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been good so far. I've really enjoyed it and, you know, starting to show what I can do in this series. Well, you know, Scott Dixon obviously starts the year dominating. But Felix, you and the number 10 NTT data team are knocking on the door. You get your first career win. Talk about that feeling. It, it was a track that I know that you adapted to very well it's got a european style up you know in wisconsin uh, what about that track allowed you to get your first win tracking down Pato award there uh yeah it, it was a fantastic feeling to to get my first win at just elkhart lake you know that, that that's one of my favorite tracks and we actually had some fans there as well which made it even more special uh you know also my entity data 10 car crew you know they they haven't got a win since 2014 so that was really mm-hmm. special to all of us i i really felt you know how well earned and how how hard everyone's fought for that win so yeah re- really cool day you know we we had a sort of up and down season we haven't been really consistent but uh, you know that win kind of gave us a lot of motivation and and you know it looks pretty promising for for the end of the season for sure Felix, we'll stick with you. Um, kind of a lot of unknown heading into this year's Indianapolis 500. Luckily, you guys already have – both of you have one Indy 500 under your belt, but you got to balance the weather, uh, less practice than what you're used to from last year. 
you know you're going to be in because there's 33 cars on the entry list. Felix, let's start with you. What's your mindset heading into uh, the 104th Indianapolis 500? Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be different. But I, I think, you know, because, you know, both me and Marcus haven't done many 500s before, it doesn't really hurt us, I'd say. It's, it's probably, you know, easier when you're not used to everything so much, all the procedures and all the, you know, media activities and all, all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I, I think we're pretty open to, you know, whatever's going to happen here. Um, you know, less, less practice. Uh, I, I think that would be fine. You know, the, the important thing is to just get, get on and work with the car as soon as possible. I, I, I think our team has, you know, we pushed pretty hard in the, in the winter for, for this race. And uh, I, I think we looked really strong in Texas and hopefully we can carry some of that over to, to the 500 and uh, yeah, just, you know, get on with the work straight away. And uh, maybe last year I spent a lot of time, you know, getting up to speed and things like that. And this year it's just going to be more, you know, straight to the business, but yeah, really, really looking forward to it. I have a good feeling for it for sure. Marcus, your second year, your first with Ganassi, um, how important is it to have Chip Ganassi and, and, and a teammate like Felix and then a teammate like Scott Dixon who's seen everything at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? How important is it to share that data um, almost after every session? It's super important, and I think that's been one of the strengths uh, this year for us as a team. You know, we have three three strong drivers and, and you know, with very different experiences from, you know, uh, previous years. And I think all three of us, we, we really get along well. Uh, for sure, we want to beat uh, each other, but we also want to be successful as a team, you know. And I think that's that's been really good, you know, that uh, relationship with, uh, between all three of us. And and then, you know, it's, it's, it's no question about, you know, being teammate to a guy like Scott Dixon, one of the greatest ever in, in IndyCar, you know. It's definitely something that... Uh, that is special and something that I'm trying to sort of uh, take advantage of and, and, you know, look at how he's working, how he's driving. And, you know, I have front row seat for that. So that's um, so definitely something that I'm trying to, to learn from. Chip Ganassi racing teammates, Felix Rosenquist and Marcus Erickson joining us here. Marcus, I'll stick with you on this one. Look, you don't have to go above and beyond anything to get excited for the Indianapolis 500 or to drive a race car as fast as you guys do. But when you walk out, you guys learned this last year, the fans being there just elevates that energy. What can you do to kind of get that energy going? Because the fans do, I mean, every racetrack, the fans do really carry you and continue to make you push. What's it going to be like walking out there and it's just gray, empty bleachers? Do we even know this yet? No, I probably don't, you know, know that feeling because, yeah, it's Indianapolis 500, you know, Indy 500, it's just the fans make that race uh, and in, in many ways, you know, and it's going to be very weird this year without all the amazing fans that we have here. So it's definitely going to be be very different. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's like everything this year, you know, it's, it's been so, such a strange year and I think at least me, you know, and I think many drivers will agree. We we want to put on a, a great show for all the fans that we know will sit back home and, and watch us on TV, you know, and it, it is difficult times. And, you know, if we can have one day when everyone forgets about it and, and sort of can can enjoy a great race, uh, I think that's a nice way of doing it. And no question about it, you know, being out there driving in the speeds we're doing here, you know, we're all going to be... Be out fighting for it like 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 usual, even without uh, all, all the great fans being here. Felix, last year, uh, you know, as a rookie, you didn't really know what to expect. You go into the race; that first turn is tough. Uh, what have you learned over the last, let's say, three hundred and sixty-five plus days? You said you worked so much in the off season for the five hundred. 
Um, what w- what makes you a different driver this year coming back your second time around? Uh, yeah, lo- a lot of things. Uh, I-, I say it's it's all in the details on the ovals. There, there's mm-hmm. not a you know major thing that you can change. You, you you have to really you know take everything down into detail and try to improve everything. Um, I think I, th- I think the main things though have been you know understanding how to you know work with a car to make it better for you. You know you know sometimes what works for for Scott or Marcus doesn't work for me. So you kind of have mm-hmm. to learn what what kind of what kind of stuff that makes you better on the ovals. And uh, I, I think that progress have, has been really good. Uh, you know, we saw in Texas that definitely turned my my oval trend around a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we didn't have the result there. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, just watching oval races and, and trying to understand more about them, um, you know, strategy-wise, uh, you know, where you want to be, you know, and, you know, maybe maybe sometimes you don't need to push, and sometimes you need to push um, pit ins, pit outs, all, all that kind of stuff. So, so I, I I've been thinking a lot about that during during the off season and during the season, and 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 yeah, would would be fun to to compare to to last year on the five hundred because we had a really good race there as well last year, and uh, be 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 fun to see you know if we can really go forward one more step and fight in the front this year. Marcus, is it is it different this year with condensed practice? Is it more of a focus on just dialing your race car? Sometimes, I mean, especially with Ganassi, we've seen, you know, Dario win from, what, 17th or 18th spot a few years ago. Is it more so important this year just to dial in your race car? You know you're going to be in the field. You obviously want to start as close to the front as possible. But is it more important this year with the lack of practice just to get that race car dialed in and race trim? I'm not sure. I mean, for sure, the race is when you you need to have a, a good car underneath you, you know, to get confidence there in the, in, in the race. It's a long race. But at the same time, I think, especially this year with the, with the aero screen, it does make it a bit difficult to, to follow, at least that's been so far. So I do think that track position is going to be important. So with that said, you know, qualifying is still going to be important. I think to qualify as high up as possible just to get the yourself the best possible uh, chance to, to, to run up front. So it's, um, you know, because of that and the limited amount of practice, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be difficult for all of us to sort of know what to focus on and, and, and put most time on. But I think, yeah, for sure, you know, the race car is going to be the priority, but qualifying, qualifying weekend is still going to be very, very important for all of us. Marcus, I'll stick with you. I know you mentioned uh, the aero screen just now, and you said it's 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 a little bit more than what the Halo has in Formula One. Um, what have you experienced with this aero screen? It's kind of been adjusted. You you've got more breathing room since Texas, but what do you expect over 500 miles? I think it will be good. I think, to be honest with you, I think I haven't had any issues with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's been working really good. It's uh, it's definitely helped uh, driver safety. You know, it's a very big step there, and I think uh, I know some of my uh, other, you know, other drivers have been complaining a lot about the heat. But mm-hmm. me personally, I haven't had a problem with it. I think it's been fine uh, inside the car. So I've only seen positives with it so far, and you know, I think it's going to be just fine here on the on the speedway as well. Felix, I hate to bring this up, but you were one of the first to have an impact with this aero screen. Um, what were your thoughts on it during during that whole sequence, and and what have your overall thoughts been on it now that you've ran both oval and a road course with it? Uh, yeah, Texas wasn't really 
that big, to be honest. I, 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 don't, mm-hmm. I mean, if if it's on the ovals, I'd say uh, you, you feel like an, a, a little protected bubble inside there, mm-hmm. and uh, um, even if, if nothing bad happened there, you know, last year I had a really bad crash at Pocono, and and that's mm-hmm. the times you really. You know, I, I really wish I had it then, uh, even if everything went fine. You know, it, it makes you feel safer and make, makes you, you know, sleep better at night when, you, when you're doing <laughs> these races for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with Marcus. You know, they've done a brilliant job with it. You know, everything has worked flawlessly. There has, hasn't really been any problems except from some heat issues. Uh, but I think that they've been addressing that. And, and I think that's going to be gone pretty soon um yeah so you know just happy we're, we're, we're safer you know that the engineers have been having to work a bit harder because of the extra weight that's mm-hmm. been added and and that's definitely a headache to figure out how the you know how to make the cars quicker and i think that's what's made the field to be so in- inconsistent this year because no one hasn't really figured out the car yet yeah. but uh, you know that makes it more fun and more challenging and that's what we we're here for and we don't expect any. I mean, there's Felix. When you're in the cockpit, there's no vision issues. It's 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 still pretty much you can see what you've always been able to see. Is there a little bit of a blind spot? I mean, you're obviously not moving your head. You're using the mirrors and your spotters the most. But have you noticed anything along those lines? Uh, not really. You know, sometimes you get a bit of uh, you know when when you get a lot of marbles and stuff uh, hitting the aero screen, you 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 kind of need to pull out pull off a tear off every now mm-hmm. and then. But you know that that's been. You don't really lose any time by doing that in the pit stuff. So every time I come in, normally, I, you know, the guys pull off, off the tear off and then you can see really well again. And uh, it hasn't gone to the point where you, when it really reduces your visibility, i say. So, so yeah, you know, it's been, it's been good. I'll ask you guys both this question. Last one before we wrap up. Marcus, we'll start with you. We're all about the same age. Um, what music are we listening to right now? And what gets you, uh, what gets you guys ready to go uh, to get in that cockpit? Oh, I I listen to everything. Uh, uh, t- to be honest with you, I uh, the last couple of days I've been listening a lot to a band called El de Kvorn. Okay. It's a sweet. It's an old Swedish band. They've been around for forty years. So okay. All right. It's like a bit of a rock, uh, rock slash punk uh, band from Sweden. And Felix, I know you're all over the board. So give me give me what's on your playlist right now. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely all across the board. Uh, I, I've been into sort of the, you know, like 70s, 80s, uh, like old school rock lately, like Pink okay. Floyd, that kind of yep. stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I haven't really listened to music in a while, so that was a good idea. I'll, I'll definitely try to 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 put on some music here to get into the mood mode for the 500 we had a, i mean obviously during quarantine there wasn't much to do so i got caught up on the queen movie and i got caught up on motley Crue. so i've been listening to probably that same era uh yeah. of, of music because those movies just kind of got me right back into those into those songs yeah it can't go wrong with that era man well, quickly before i wrap up too i mean you guys are obviously both from sweden i'm sure Kenny Brack was a guy you guys looked up to. What did you guys know of each other growing up? Were you guys competing against each other? Uh, a lot of people maybe don't realize you're the two Swedish drivers in the field, both on the same team. Um, what did you guys know growing up of each other? Yeah, so we, we actually raced go-karts when we were kids uh, at a young age. And mm-hmm. then uh, then our careers sort of took very different paths. And, mm-hmm. you know, Felix raced pretty much everything you can raise in the world and uh and i i went sort of the the 
the F1 ladder. So I think we sort of, we knew of each other for, for many years there after carding, but we didn't really sort of hang out much because of obviously we were different parts of the world. But then, yeah, now since since last year, you know, we've been become really good friends as well. So that's, that's fun, you know, uh, hanging out a lot off track as well. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Look for Marcus Erickson at number eight, Husky Chocolate, Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, Felix Rosenquist after picking up his first career win, and number 10, NTT Data. All blue and black. I want to see the monster car again, though, Felix. That was my favorite car, the one you ran last year at Gateway. I, I want to see that pulled out again. <laughs> yeah, there's been some people asking for that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, at some point. Well, these guys are the future of IndyCar. I appreciate you joining me. Um, I've gotten to know you guys both over the last, I'd say, a year, but I guess it's been about 15 months since last year's Indianapolis 500. Best of luck. Stay safe. And uh, hopefully one of you is uh, chugging the milk come next Sunday. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, boys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 Awesome. Great conversation there with Felix Rosenquist and Marcus Erickson. Um, the success that Chip Ganassi has had as a whole this season um, has been the story in IndyCar. It's been hella impressive what uh, who I call the GOAT. Scott Dixon continues to be able to do um, at, an, at an incredible rate. Felix gets his first win. He was so good at Texas as well. Marcus, as we mentioned, you know, five out of six times inside of the top ten, he's finding consistency, which you know, can be hard to do. You're in your second season. You haven't necessarily figured out a lot of things. Oh, by the way, COVID happened, so you might not have been able to get as close or to bond with some of these crew members that you probably don't know or aren't familiar with. So been very impressed so far, Chip Ganassi. Um, Got to thank Kelby and Anna for that. Uh, Kelby with the assist. Uh, that's big time right there, so appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, look, practice starting Wednesday. Um, oh, by the way, I taped that interview, recorded it. I was in uh, Paragon, Indiana, out in the middle of nowhere. It actually line dropped once, and I was like, Shoot. Um, but luckily, we got him back dialed in and got that awesome conversation because, um, you know, I had a lot of questions and I knew those guys would be able to answer uh, and to be able to have some fun with them. We're all kind of the same age. Um, so really enjoyed that conversation that took place uh, via via my app here in Paragon, Indiana. So if you've ever been to Paragon, Indiana, you know that the, uh, the cell phone towers are uh, not really in existence out there. Practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're going to see the rookies. Uh, refreshers. We know we have 33 cars, as I mentioned, um, with Felix and Marcus. There's going to be a ramped-up energy, I think, but I also think there's going to be a conservative approach where, look, we know that we're in, so we want to work on our race trim. Obviously, you're going to spend Friday working on qualifying, but you're going to spend Wednesday and Thursday, I think, a lot of these teams working on race trim. You're at a huge advantage if you're Ganassi, Penske, Andretti, Ray Hall, I'm, actually, I'm just, I'm just listing everybody off. But, but as 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 those guys just talked about the data that goes back and forth that can be collected between drivers and, hey, we want you to branch off and, and work on a qualifying trim for us. Hey, you go work on race trim, uh, fuel tank, our full tank runs, um, you know, adjusting the wicker, things like that. Um, it, it's good to have that and, and teammates that you trust. They obviously have that at Ganassi. Uh, I think we're going to see high speeds. I know a lot of people may disagree with this because of the aero screen, which the new cooling factor they tested with Jimmy Johnson a couple weeks ago. Um, that's cool. That's going to be huge. Um, haven't really took a look much at the took a look at the weather as much for the race as I have this weekend, knowing that 
Saturday and Sunday are going to be interesting with the rain and qualifications. So um, I think Saturday, if there's an opening, you've got to try to qualify as close to the front as you possibly can because there's a chance that Sunday um, it gets washed out. I think we're going to see speeds in 232 for qualifying with this trim. Um, if the conditions are right, uh, it's going to be fast. I think we're going to see fast speeds, and a lot of you might be surprised by that because there's more drag and um, the, the cars weigh a little bit more at that aero screen, but they might cut through that wind a little bit more than what the, the previous chassis and cars have done. I think we're going to see some mega speeds uh, coming up Friday with Fast Friday when you when you, when you get the boost, uh, and it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to go live Friday night with a qualifying preview we're going to do some YouTube, some Twitter live stuff. I may have another podcast trying to get as much content out there for you guys as possible. Um, you know, just like I guess if you want to get a credential for the for the race this year, we did it wrong. And all you had to do was go on and talk about how, um, you know, just bitch about how this this sucks. And uh, I'm doing you a disservice by not being at the track and all these drivers a disservice and my family. Like, come on, uh, Eric Smith from whatever site you are and i'm going to call this guy out because he called me out for the marco andretti stuff that i had a couple years ago which i still believe to this day from my source that worked inside of andretti autosport that it was happening until zach veach came with the check and it kind of balanced things out i digress um so he ends up not getting a credential and then complains and gets one and it's like dude you're you're no more than anybody else out there that feels the same way but that doesn't mean he he, he basically said i'm not going to cover this race unless i can go Boo-hoo, cry me a river. Look, dude, I'm still getting drivers on my podcast, and, and I mean, I don't take myself seriously. I'm just a small podcast that I do for fun that I happen to have a lot of connections in the IndyCar world that'll come on. Obviously, that's like my niche market that I like to do. Yes, you'll get the occasional crappy dating story out of me or you know, such and such. But look, I mean, just because my passion doesn't go away because I can't go to the race, does it suck? Absolutely. But it sucks for everybody. It doesn't just suck for me. And I'm not going to go bitch about it. I'm going to be thankful that I got to go to 26 in a row. I got to be credentialed for 10 in a row. I got to cover the race. I got to cover. I got to be on the radio, the pre and the post race for the last four or five years. I'm not going to bitch and walk away from it. No, I'm going to continue to cover it on Twitter, on my podcast, even though I can't be there. It's my favorite sport. It's the thing that I love the most. And I'm not just going to walk away from it because I didn't get credentialed. No, I'm very thankful for IMS allowing me to be on their grounds to do things. Um... IndyCar drivers and personnel like Doug Bowles who have spent time shooting videos with me and being on my podcast and coming on the radio show when I was in radio. I'm going to be thankful for all the free meals and all the free Mountain Dew that I drank last year um, and just realize how grateful and thankful I am and I'm still going to cover this race. Uh, I'm not going to bitch about it until I get a credential. Like, come on, dude. Give me a damn break. So uh, I'm off my pedestal. I'm sorry about that. Sometimes I like to go off a little bit. It's good for the soul, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, my plans for the race. I know a lot of people have asked this and if I was going to go out there. Um, I don't think I'm going to go out there. That I don't know if that would be more tough or if it would kind of kind of make me feel better. But um, luckily, you know, one of my best friends that goes to the race with me every year is going to throw a little party at his crib. I'm going to drink all the Bud Light seltzers I want. I'm probably going to drunk live tweets, so you guys can all enjoy that. Um, it should be fun, but, yeah, I'm not going to walk away from, um, you know, even though sometimes I disagree with, with things IndyCar does, I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to bash with them. I'm going to be super grateful for 
uh, the opportunities that I've had and then super grateful for the connections that I have because I think I'm going to I'm going to attempt to get more drivers on. Um, I think there's a little bit more time in the morning for these guys to hop on. I also think, you know, there could be some rain delays that we can maybe do some Twitter lives or, you know, recording of a podcast. So looking forward to it. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening, as always, to the Tony D Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Um, We'll be back Friday. We'll give out some poll predictions. Maybe I'll find some things to give away for us. So be stay tuned on Twitter to that at Tony D Indian. Don't forget, poll, hold on, the poll pool, the Indy 500 poll qualifying pool is open 11 bucks venmo td indy 24 if you want to be in it randomly pair you with a driver it'll be a good time thanks for listening